the fucking one. Mm. Oh yeah. We're living, we're living in a world where Frazier's back, baby. Look at that. It in the tidal wave of things to keep coming back and retro, whatever. Was that one I I didn't realize we were asking for? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently someone besides Kelsey Grammer was. Well, I all I know is Zoe 102 is right around the corner, and that's what I'm excited. No, not at all. Not in the I feel like you're being sarcastic, but they made a Zoe 102 movie, Dennis. All right? That's movie. already happened a couple of months okay. ago. Yeah. No. No, it's sad I mean, to see. It's only a matter of time. So th- what's yeah, funny- don't, don't mention it. No. Oh. Please. I, don't make me uh, cry, Dennis. Yeah, I'm sorry. I worked on that photo shoot too. That's what's a bummer is I keep seeing all the promo stuff and it's like, Oh, I was, I was there. I placed those chairs. they like, Oh man. Bummer. Yeah, now it's just the picture of death, Dennis. Uh, you know, it is what it is. It, it, it was, it was an, it was an all right ride. They gave some stuff. Nobody was asking for, but Hey, <laughs> I, 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 I took it. I took it for a bit. It's the Movie Toasty Show, here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We'll talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 173 of Movie Toast and News and Reviews, where who knows what could happen. But I'll tell you, you're in for a spooky good time, I think. We got some horror films to talk about, Dennis. You ready for this shit? I think so. In fact, I think we know what's going to happen, but you guys don't. Maybe that's what it, I was... <laughs> the oh, show, we know what's going on. Just wait and see... <laughs> Hopefully, uh, expectation. We'll talk about some movies, though, for sure. Maybe, maybe sprinkle in some other That's about that's about as true. Can be. I am. I am excited. That's what's kind of fun about this time of year. Is uh, we were saying this before uh, we started recording. It's there's Halloween movies, and then there's you have the whole genre of just like horror in general that I feel like all kind of mm. lend a hand. Halloween as well. There's so many options for like new movies to watch every Halloween. This is real. It's a fun True. time. Movie wise, this is a very fun time of year for me because it's just everything it's, kind of gets to work its way in there. I used to be one of those people who only watch like horror movies around this time of the year, but it's like lately I've been seeing horror movies all the time because like right now I feel like the only genre in the theaters that's actually original and taking uh, like swings and, and not missing as often is horror. I feel like everything else you're, you're in for a cookie cutter movie, but horror, you don't know what you're getting. It could be anything. And it's exciting. Risky. I gotta be honest. I finally saw that trailer for uh, five nights at Freddy's. It's like, you know, all right. All right. I'm intrigued. I, I, I might be, uh, that might be fun. I, I'm very curious. Yeah. (laughs) I'm hoping. I'm hoping like it's like fuck, dude. Something's gonna be fun like that. I mean, and 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 I think they're hitting it right. I think it's a PG thirteen movie, so yes. they can get the kids in there and the uh, audience, like the the adults who played it when they were children. Because I feel like that that game's been around for like fifteen twenty years at this point, right? Or am I blowing uh, that out of the water? That's like maybe closer to ten. I don't think fifteen. All right. 
But fair enough. Yeah, but, no, but not long enough that you know it has come back around. You know, I think it is mm. sort of a generational sort of experience. The although yeah, I man, will say, that's a good question. I have been putting my foot down. Like I did not go to see the Nun Two because I didn't like the Nun One, and I didn't go to see the Exorcist Believer because <laughs> I didn't care about the Exorcist, and the movie looks kind of. Dog shit to me. And honestly, mm. I didn't like David Gordon Green and Danny McBride's Halloweens. I liked the first one, and then they went kind of downhill. So I'm like, why Why am I going to feed money into something that I don't have faith in? Right. But then I'm like, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do, objectively look at these things. So I'm like, kind of, I feel good about doing it, not doing it. But then I'm like, what if I'm missing something? I don't know. That's true. I don't know if I that's made true. the right calls. Because I'm kind of with you too. I I've seen the trailer for uh, Exorcist a few times. I'm like, yeah, it's not really. I'm not really taking the bait. You know, I'm kind of like, oh, all right. That just yeah. as I see something like Five Nights at Freddy's, like, all right, this is weird enough. Even though it is based on a video mm-hmm. game property, I like how bold it is that they're attempting to try to make this work. Especially like you said for a PG-13 movie, which the original game is sort of like kind of walks that line. It's it's scary, yes, but it's not like violent on screen it's the suggestion mm. of these things is really what we're getting at and then yeah i looked at, it at 2014 so almost 10 years old um was when huh. the game first uh, released on pc but there's also something about saying that they could do that with the movie and make it intriguing because it's always more fun I, I mean it's great to see like brutal crazy shit happen but it's always more intriguing when you hear and you don't see the brutal stuff happening because anything could be happening and they're saving a dime and not having to do more setups and shoot crazy things that might not live up to our expectations right what was that um oh god sanctuary it's that movie with the the two the two people over they double booked the airbnb that's got the crazy shit uh, happening uh, yeah 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 where like there's t- there's moments in that where we could have seen the thing happen, but instead they decided to take us out of the space and our your imaginations mm. well worse than whatever it is oh, they yeah. could have shown on screen. They did show, you know, there there was quite a bit depicted, but sure. seems taking advantage of just that building up that anticipation. I mean, that's where they get you. That's the way to do it. Because I'm going to talk about a movie later on that has a lot of brutal, crazy kills that I had to look away from the screen because I'm not down to watch some of that shit. So it's like. I don't know. Dang. In my head. And I, I don't know. And it's sad. Like, I, I was looking back at it. Yesterday, they had a Fathom event of like the 10 or 20 year. Uh, fuck, I don't think it. No, maybe it has been 20 years of. Uh, they re released uh, for a night uh, House of Thousand Corpses. Now, I no. remember seeing that as a kid in the theater, and I'm like, I want to go see it again, but do I need to? No, nah, I get it on Blu ray. I can watch it at home, but uh, I was tempted. And that's something play. that I enjoy the brutality. Especially in like on a big screen, as movies very yeah. cinematic, and he, the it way really he uses color and everything in that film, it's that's I think that's the way to do it. And the music alone too. I mean, she's it's Rob Zombie, mm. so that's you want that yeah. kicking in while you're seeing all this fucking horrible things go by. Oh, Rain Wilson and you had Chris Hardwick and right? right. It's crazy seeing all these young people, and now they're yeah. older. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. I, I mean that time will do that. I guess. God damn it. That it will. But it will. man, I, I regretted it. If if I wasn't broke as fuck these days, I would have definitely have seen it. But I'm trying to talk myself out of it, out of being content not seeing it. But I gotta rewatch <laughs> those. Like, 
Although I hated the third one, but I got to give it another chance. And it's, the, it's crazy because everyone loves Devil's Rejects more. But for me, I'm about the house, man. I'm all for Thousand Corpses. Rejects is fine, but I don't know. Although Brian Pissane is pretty fun in that. That is, yes. I don't that's, I don't know if I ever got around to the third one, but I oh, used to say no, the second dude. one's my preferred one, but I kind of like, I think I like them both sort of equal. They're too different of movie, in yes, my opinion. That's what I respect. So it's different. two different styles of movies. Like, one is definitely a horror movie, and one's more of like a, kind of like a, a grindhouse-ish movie. Yes, yeah. Like, or, or not like, quite action, not quite horror yeah. on its own. Like, there's, it's got, it carries a lot of other, Devil's Rejects carries a lot more of the, Flash, hmm. like you said, it's it's sort of a cruising or a drive-in exploitation film. Yeah, and I feel like he tried reliving that magic with a uh, Three from Hell, uh, but it just was a hard pill to swallow and not as enjoyable. I feel like yeah. lately I haven't been digging the uh, Rob Zombie films, but I'm hoping yeah. I still got to see Thirty One. I've I've heard mixed reviews. Right, I, I wasn't wasn't a huge fan of. The Munsters. That was uh, no God no. It's like by, by the time the story I, got moving, it was like the movie's over. It's like oh my God. Mm-hmm. I get he was going for an or uh, uh, an orgy and uh, uh, a uh, fucking Maybe. origin story, and he wanted it to feel like the show. But I didn't get the show out of it, man. I just got mediocreness out of it. So I, I like the show. Yeah. Oh, me too. It's classic. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, we'll see. I, I still feel like he knows what he's doing as a director. I just feel sure. like he's been like, I don't know. I feel like restraints from studios maybe might be stopping him from doing what made him good at as, exactly. as a horror director before. Back the, I don't know. Uh, give him back the keys to the castle so he can fucking really yeah. have at it. I feel like he said something along those lines in the past too. I'm reading an article about just, the, the smaller budgeted things are what he's going for because he has more say now. But mm. yeah, like you said, the the stuff back then that was that was it. And I liked. I, I feel like I liked his Halloween. I, I don't know if I yeah. liked the sequel as much, but I mean, I felt like they were fine movies. But I, I want more original stuff from him. I don't want to see him do other people's stuff. I, I want. Yep. Pure zombie stuff. Talk about one point he was going to rattle through the other monsters, like another, like a Hellraiser oh. or something. Like I wish, man, probably. But that would that like, might that might be, be interesting. interesting. Yeah, but no, like you said, the, but his original stories were what uh, drew him drew us to his filmmaking style, anyways. Like his music, it's unique and it's its own thing. And, just keep embracing your own weird. That's that's what we're here for. Yeah, but hey, I guess to each their own. And hey, who's who's to shame him? He's getting to make art and enjoy himself, hopefully, and make some money. All the power to him, I guess. Enjoy this anniversary of the, one of the weirdest, fucking grossest movies ever released <laughs> in theaters, which is awesome. Right? Oh man. God, just some of the swings he took with that stuff. Oh, fantastic. No, for sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, Captain Spaulding. <laughs> right. Fucking fantastic. Fucking just a robbery scene. <laughs> uh, chicken fucker. <laughs> <That's>... 
<laughs> oh Jesus Christ! He's got he's got some fucking great lines. It's it's too bad we lost that guy. You know yeah, he he making movies with him. Yeah. Hey, fantastic. Uh, all right, enough uh, down talk. Let's let's get into our. I don't know. One of our favorite sections of the uh, show, a little polls. Polls. There he is. Ah, the jazzy. I love that stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so. Uh, first, last week you reviewed, last week, last episode, 172, you reviewed the film Ocean's Eleven. So I wanted to know what the Toasties' favorite heist Ocean's movie was. Eight. Out of... <laughs> wow, yeah. I, you know, I was looking at an <laughs> option on this poll. And Ocean's uh, Eleven is one of those actors. Totally get that. Totally get that. And I saw Ocean's, <laughs> and I'm like, yep, I'm around for that ride if I read the actual thing. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. I Fuck got me. You. I got you. I got you, uh, brother. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So you've reviewed Ocean's 8, and I wanted to know, over on X, we put out these polls. Uh, I wanted to know what the Toasty's favorite heist movie was out of Army of the Dead, Baby Driver, The Italian Job, and Ocean's Eleven. Oh wow! I don't know. Hmm. There's a lot of other movies, but um, Those are, you, know. you got some good. You got some solid choices in there, though. Baby yeah, Driver's still great. It's worth oh, a, yeah. a revisit. Um, Always is. That's why I was like, I keep seeing Italian Job put up in my face. I've still yet to watch the Michael Caine version. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, and I, but I would say Frank Sinatra, the original Ocean's Eleven fantastic film and is worth watching it's different in tone but holy shit you get the idea of why Clooney pit they carry the movie the way they do because these guys mm. have just fucking magnetic personalities the original oh, yeah. rap pack like that lineup like they do such a good job on screen it anyways um uh, the the classic versions of those films, I feel like, just as legit an option. See, but I'm not. I'm not putting any. I'm not putting any leg. I'm not saying the reboots or the OGs. I'm just leaving it out there for the audience. Up to you, up to you to interpret. I yeah, like that. I like you that. fill in the blanks. Yeah. Um, but uh, Army of the Dead was fun too, though. That was right. A, I really, that, I really that enjoyed was a badass it. Ride. That was a good I film can't last wait year. To see what comes next. Yeah, I think last that's year? two years yeah, ago at year. this point. Oh my god! No. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. I think I think last year we got Army of Thieves, the uh, prequel. Yes, the weird Which prequel was that was like a lateral. Movie? Yes, yeah. it was, but wildly but, unnecessary to make it in this world. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that actor. I I would have just watched well, him do this. Standout star, hell yeah! Right, thousand percent. Oh, and then he's in that shitty. I couldn't even finish that. Uh, what is it? Heart of Thieves, Thief. Oh, whatever Wonder Woman thing uh, he was in. God damn Heart it! Heart of Stone or whatever. Heart fuck of the last Stone. I don't fucking know fucking what it was, but I didn't even attempt death. it. Yeah. <laughs> damn, that's sad because you know they it were was, hoping for yeah. a big franchise, probably. Yeah. It's not yeah. happening. It's not happening. And Anyways, well, you know anything's possible. <laughs> anything's God, possible in this vacation friend three. Could happen. Friend, <laughs> could be a heist movie. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. It, for me, jail. it's tough because I really did like Army of the Dead, but Baby Driver is a great film in my opinion. I think I'd go Baby Driver personally. I think I go Ocean's Eleven. It just like all right. It's one of those. It's 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 fun to it's not watch every year, but like if once it's been a while, you're like, oh fuck, that's why this movie's just damn good. These this cast is just it's like it's just crazy how good these guys are at acting. <laughs> true, true. Fair enough. All right, so zero zero tie for the Italian job in Army of the Dead. Thirty three percent for Baby Driver. Sixty seven for Oceans. Eleven. Yeah. So you're you're not wrong. Doesn't shock me though. That's great. Yeah. I would have thought the other ones would have got a couple points though. That's too bad. It's zero. I would have hoped. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fuck it. Who cares? Okay. The audience has spoken. Um. <laughs> And uh, let's see. Before I, I speak out of line, I'm going to read this one before. Okay. <laughs> All right. So last week's episode, I keep saying last week. It's not even a week. It's been like three weeks. Anywho, episode 172, you review the film The Dead Don't Die. And uh, I wanted to know which of the following SNL alumni people think is the most successful out of Bill Murray, Eddie Murphy, Adam Sandler, and Will Ferrell. Hey, there's shit. so many. I, I felt bad leaving, but I felt like these guys have, I don't know, bit of a legacy. I don't know. Man, like, pound for pound, like dollar for dollar, that is it actually a tough fuck. Adam Sandler's right probably up there, but Will Ferrell, too. Like, you start thinking right. about all the other... Oh God, but yeah, I was about to say, but those two... Enough. They started making so many movies that not even they were in. So it's like mm-hmm. you start, do you, you say do you yep. include Happy Madison and or Funny or Die and all that shit? Like mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I, yeah, it's it's got to be close between those two, right? That's why because I, I came up, I was driving yesterday, and I'm like, listen to Adam Sandler. I'm like, you know, honestly, in my opinion, I feel like he's got to be one of the tops because who else has literally left SNL? and continued to make the money and movies like he's just non-stop like yeah bill murray is doing it off and on eddie murphy had his great rise will ferrell is kind of in the similar trajectory but i feel like i don't know it's tough but i agree I with like, you yeah i might have hmm. i feel like, like there's been a few short lulls insane his career but then it's like because you find out because sure. oh, he was doing other stuff you know because he went back to touring yeah. for a minute or he he did another fucking mm-hmm. album you know that's it's like yeah. hey, that guy definitely stays busy like that's he's, he's, he's just news. Tour again oh, so see there you go I was, that's funny because i was just i saw the news this morning fucking will ferrell was at a usc frat party as <laughs> frank the tank dj oh my god that's of, fantastic um, and it was just like, holy shit. Okay, that's that's but that it'd be guy. even better if he was it's... naked doing it. Because <laughs> well, his, his son goes there, naked. I think he'd be a, a little <laughs> a little a little much. Uh yeah. Oh man. So there's a there's a two way tie for zero percent. Zero percent for Eddie Murphy. Which what? I thought maybe you'd get a little love. Yeah, right. Zero percent for Sandler. So there's a 75 wow. here. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's depends on people's measure of success, but still. Yeah. True. True. It, it, that's why it's a, such an open concept, I, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 25 for Farrell, 
75 for Murray. And I, I, wow. I see it. I don't, I don't, I yeah. Like he, I feel like, like you said, Farrell has had his hands in so much over the last 25 years, at least 20, 15, 20 years. And Bill Murray, he's he's been here and there bopping around doing his own thing. Is it, is it like know. award nominations? Are they just thinking of uh, maybe like lost in translation and shit? Like, are we going back to the uh, just Possibly, acting yeah. uh, accolades? That then, yeah, I, then That's I could true. see leaning at that direction for yeah. that reason. But I don't think it's just mm. that. And it's like, and there's been some there's been some stinkers, but. Sure. Like, as much as I liked Dead Don't Die, there was still strangeness about it. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, who else is the only actor who's like, I don't need to do this. And like, you call a hotline, you leave a message, and I'll get back to you if I want to consider it. Oh, God. God it, yeah, right. Balls. That's, yeah. And, and it's been like that for, what, decades or something? Yeah. Like, this is just, this is how you get a hold of them. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back. Think of like, uh, and Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Oh Dave, yeah, fuck yeah! But Amy Poehler, holy shit! Even, well, she's had her name attached to a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And even I was, I was considering um, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. I mean, look at oh, her; she's been the true. past three decades killing it on what, TV. She was in one, I mean, I, one or two seasons. It was, it was brief, I think so. but I remember fuck, that, you know that what? episode of Mary's podcast was hilarious. I, I should have put a uh, Robert Downey Jr. I forgot. I forgot he was an alumni oh, too. Oh God! But I mean, what what's his bigness after? I mean, Iron Man since yeah. his comeback. I don't know. But I'm still. sorry, Doctor Doolittle. He can he talk to animals. <laughs> Him and Spider Man are back <laughs> at it again. Oh God. <laughs> But I mean, I like he's taking chances doing things that he it doesn't he doesn't need to be doing it, man. He can oh, just yeah. take these wild things, I suppose. Oh, for sure. He's set, but hey. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough movie. Do I remember anything about it? Not much. Oh, I, I didn't see it. it. You didn't miss much. I can't, say, I can't, I can't, I can't make fun of it too much. <laughs> uh, oh, god damn. Oh, damn. all right. Next up. The two of us tag team to review for No One Will Save You. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to know what the Toasties' favorite movie involving aliens were out of E.T., Alien, Men in Black, and Paul. I don't know why Paul. I feel like that one's like the Dark Horse because <laughs> I was just trying to get, I don't know. There's so many other alien movies, but I don't know. I mean, Alien, classic. That's the. Right. Although I, I, I probably destroyed my family's VHS tape of Men in Black. Uh, just playing mm. it so much that that was that was a go to as, as as a youngin. But uh, I will yeah, say I, I still I watch Alien over and over again. The first three Men in Black trilogy uh, movies, and they still hold up. Sure, they're not as good, but the first, first one? one is pretty strong. They did. Josh they made Poland. a third one. Uh, I yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. Once you take Tommy Lee Jones out of it, I'm like, oh. But Josh Brolin did a fantastic job he acting very, as Tommy Lee Jones. He's really fun. But Josh Brolin's just fucking great. Like, he's just great in everything. Like, like, he's so stoic in the line delivery. Like, it's eerie, man. It's creepy. And, yeah, I don't know. It's I funny. do agree. Just for, them to be, just for them to be in No Country for Old Men together, but never share mm. a scene. 
True. Again, that's a fantastic movie. I, I got to rewatch. It's been so long. Fucking goddamn it! Oh, great movie. That's one. That's one. That's it. I, I got to watch at least once a year for sure. <laughs> yeah, I gotta. I should. But I don't know. For me, I think it would be Men in Black. But okay. I, some reason I can never get on Pretty board the style. alien train. I wish. I wish I could. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, it's it's it's. I love the the buildup, the anxiety. Just like it reminds me the first time I ever watched it. I, it, it was a, like middle of the summer, alone at night in the living room. All the lights are off. Like it was like on AMC at like midnight one night, and so it's like mm. they have hardly any commercials in it. And I just that huh. feel like the music was fantastic on our like little surround speakers and that it was, nice. I just remember getting so sucked into the movie and like enjoying that That's feeling, of, that anxiety, it. you know, that was mm. wonderful. And the effects like, cause it wasn't super violent all the way through, but when violence occurred, it was explosive. Like it really, like mm. the fucking Android getting shredded apart, the, the chest burster, yeah. like, all of these things mm. are just so gnarly and it played so well. I still, still love that movie. I got to give it another shot. I'll say that. I will <laughs> say the one alien thing I do like, I mean, I used to play with alien action figures and whatnot, but I did like for a while. I haven't seen it in quite some time. The alien slot machine. That was a pretty good one. I used to always go to, they, they, they had some great bonus games. I got a gambling problem. Oh, uh, the, anyways, the, the pinball machine was kind of like that too. They do the multi-ball, like you'd be attacked, nice. you know, or whatever. But or you'd release the, you know, I forget what the thing was, but mm. you'd trigger an event where it'd throw like fucking four or five balls at you at once. That's they did the, the ancillary things that came with Alien were were cool. The arcade game, all that shit. You got to put stuff. detail into something like that. I think that's that's. Yeah. I will say the designs and the way the aliens work. Oh god, they're they're moody as shit and pretty badass. H- I'll give them that. H.R. Giger's artwork is like cause it was mm. the main inspiration for the look of the aliens, and it, it is just gothic, brutal, gnarly stuff. I yeah. it, I ended up looking at the guy's artwork just because I was so fascinated by it. Like then it's it is dark and out there, but it is it is fascinating to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Perfect fit. Um, I, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of surprised by this, but we have a four-way tie. Everything got twenty-five percent oh, each. Holy shit! Yeah, Where'd I don't know why I'm most shocked that Paul got votes. Paul getting twenty-five. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say, and Paul can keep up with it. See, there you go. <laughs> right. Good for you guys. Oh man. Yeah. The toasters oh, have spoken. Paul is <laughs> as good as Men in Black, and as as good as Aliens and. <laughs> Fucking! I now I forgot the word up. Et, all equal ground. You hear that, Steven Spielberg? Sorry, I'm just muting my mic for a second because someone's barking at a squirrel or something. I think. Sorry. Ugh. Nick, quit barking at squirrels. I don't know why they let my dog out. They know what he does. He, he does not need to be out right now. Sorry. I'm just gonna <laughs> give him another second. He should subside. That squirrel better find a new place. Fuck out of here, squirrel. Sponsored by. All right. All right. I feel like feel like he's done. Sorry. My apologies. <laughs> um, 
But no, it's ironic that you say that because, I mean, I think there was a scene in Paul where he was like, yeah, I, I met with Steven Spielberg. I gave him the premise of E.T. I will say I did rewatch that movie like a year ago, and it's still... It, it, every time I watch it, I forget how funny it actually was and how great the cast was. <laughs> but it really didn't deserve to be that good a movie. I don't know why it was, but something about it. It's funny. I remember, because uh, I've never seen that one in theaters. I remember having a good time. It's an interesting hmm. pairing, too. Just to have oh, yeah. Seth Rogen's voice coming out of that fucking body. And Ellen Simon, Dag, and Nick Frost. Yeah. And then you got fucking, uh, what's her face? It's the love interest, uh, Kristen. Uh, why can't I ever oh. think of her name? Kristen uh, Wig. It's and then you got man. fucking uh, Bill Hader and uh, Jason Bateman hunting them down in. Jamie, I mean, not Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Scony Weaver, I think is. is yeah, Scony Weaver. Yep, 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 yep. Jane Lynch is like it. an old lady. <laughs> Jane Lynch is like weird. Old... Well, she well, plays like an old description. Lady. I could just hear it. <laughs> well, that's about right, I guess. You fucking asshole. <laughs> Who met Paul when he first came to, 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 to Earth? That's right. Uh, that's a really good movie. Now that oh, I say man. it, does now deserve the vote. The toasties get it, man. I've spoken. Uh, that's, that's why you keep coming back here, folks. That's that's it right there. That's it right yeah. there. Yeah. The nostalgia that we feel. <laughs> uh, speaking of nostalgia, on episode 172, you reviewed the uh, Dan Aykroyd, Tom Hanks film, Dragnet, which was based on a TV series. Uh, so it got me wondering, out of the following four movies based on TV series that were rebooted into films, what the Toasties like the most out of The Twilight Zone, The Fugitive, Get Smart, and Dark Shadows. I'm not going to lie, I was surprised by the results of this one. Oh, God. Well, I'd, I'd, to be honest, out of those choices, The Fugitive, I, it's like, I still like that movie. It, yeah, it, right? It holds, up, it holds up really well. It's still a good thriller. I just got like uh, an email about from, from our uh, rep over at, at uh, Warner Brothers being like, hey, it's Christmas time. And uh, if you guys want to promote certain movies, here's a list of things. And that was one of like the 4K res- restorations. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. I want that. Yeah, that, oh, that would look crisp, too. on the, Right? Ooh, nice. So now I really want to launch it. I don't blame it. (laughs) Well, what's uh, what about you? Um, you know, none of none of these are really on the top of my list because I was avoiding ones that I liked because I feel like they were all now. But uh, like, I think the top of the top would be the fugitive. But something about the silliness of Get Smart, I liked. I don't know, and I know that would have been my other. I, that would have been my other guess for you, to be honest. <laughs> I know it was not quality, but hey. hey. It's one of the few times we actually get The Rock as a bad guy. Spoiler, right? spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. Damn. Spoiling a, you a fucking a super badass 20-year-old spy. movie. <laughs> oh, boy. I remember like it's 10 easy. years after it came out, they, they came out with like a spinoff of the guys that make the gadgets. And I'm like, what, what oh is my this? God. How are you guys doing this? Right. Who are you making this for? And how badly did but they yeah, want you to make this for to rent that disc from Netflix. So they got me. <laughs> they got me. I didn't, I didn't want it, but by God, I needed it. And I did not need to watch it though. And, uh, and I regretted it. I did. I like, 90 I minutes. I never got it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh. It's, kind of like, 
uh, Get Smart, names. Lloyd and Harry. I don't fuck. Now I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> now it's Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Now I just see Jim Carrey and fucking. Uh, oh no! Sorry, that I, I'd like to see that movie. Uh, Get Smart's Bruce and Lloyd out of control. Right, that's who we want to see going out of control out of all of the characters and cast members of that film. Ooh, it had Pat- Patrick Warburton in it, so sign me up. Oh, I'll watch. You know, we like that guy over here. Uh, he was in Men in Black Three. I give him or two. Oh. Uh, boy, oh boy. Anywho, sorry. So fugitive for you, you say? Oh, be easy. Yeah, hands down. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. So zero percent for my old friend. Get smart. Uh, nobody no. cares about Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway and The Rock. Uh, 2020 split for The Twilight Zone and The Fugitive. Sixty percent for Dark Shadows. I don't wow. remember. I remember seeing it, but I did not expect that to be the winner. I thought maybe five percent. That's I blame I spooky that'd be a season. Fun one to watch. Yeah, blame, that, that'd be a good blame. one to watch right now. That's okay. on fucking free form right now, rocking it. I want to rocking it. I remember for years, my dad used to always be like. My dad used to be like, there used to be this show that was so scary called uh, Dark Shadows. I'm like, I don't think that show is that scary, Dad. I, I think you just made that up. He's like, no, it was so scary they stopped making it. I'm like, probably didn't get ratings that anybody cared about. Uh, and then Tim Burton so, made a movie of it. Right. It's like, wasn't it always sort of a tongue in cheek comedy, though? I didn't watch much of the I don't series. Know. I remember it was being on, it came on, uh, it was a comet, I think, Hazard. I wouldn't be shocked. See ads for it once in a while. Yeah. Oh, boy. But <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Dark Shadows. Who would have expected that to, to be? I, but you had you got to be right. It has to be the season. But Twilight yeah. Zone should be a movie for this season, I would think. You'd think, but... Eh, I guess not. I'm going to stop thinking. That's my issue. <laughs> that movie, That movie instinct... Feel feel the toast. <laughs> don't don't look at it. Don't smell it. Feel it. Oh boy. Send it yeah. back. That's for sure. So toast, uh, should we should we should we get in the into the real fucking the nitty gritty? Real, real reason people came here. Yeah, the nitty gritty. Back up with some reviews. Let's do it. All right. Start uh, us first, off. I got a movie. I got a movie called She Came to Me. Hey, Doc. I was thinking tonight could be a good night for sex night, possibly. It's an interesting idea, but, you know, Thursdays. Stephen Laudem, how's the new opera coming along? Good, great, great. We had discussed seeing a first draft of the score in two weeks. weeks. Is that still all right? I'm suffering from a temporary blockage at the moment. Is he all right? He had a total breakdown after his last opera. Uh-huh. I can't do this. You need to take a walk. Jolt your brain out of its little rat pattern. Interact with a stranger. Okay, honey, I have a patient. Bye. Are we going that way? I keep imagining you naked. I don't know if you want to hear more details about these images. No. But every one of these people has a story for an opera in them, Levi. 
What do you do? I operate a tugboat. The wrong hands, this tug is a deadly weapon. I'm addicted to romance. Isn't everybody? I've been arrested for stalking. I had to go to rehab. And uh, not supposed to be doing this. Can't believe that actually happened. I mean, she seduced me, right? She's a witch. The demented tugboat captain who lures men to her tugboat and kills them and eats them. I loved it. How did you come up with that? I was really angry at you. And now it turns out I'm your muse. Do what? Oh, Steve, I'll never leave you. Um. I love cleaning. Cleanliness is close to godliness. When my patients are talking, I imagine getting inside their heads with disinfectant and just scrubbing them down. Tugboat captain came to see me. I'm in love. No, no. Just admit that I had a magic effect on you. My imagination came up with the story. My talent wrote the music. I mean, you don't kill men and eat them, do you? <laughs> well, I haven't yet. You know I can't resist a romantic story, even if I'm not in it. Uh, this is a movie about a uh, opera conductor who uh, oh. kind of had a nervous breakdown after his last uh, opera like five years ago. And uh, he now owes an opera to this one one company. And he, he has to have it like up and running in previews in like two weeks. But he's got nothing. And uh, cool. he married his psychiatrist, played by Anne Hathaway. And it's weird because he calls her doctor. Like not even like her, her first name. He's like, hey, doc. I'm like, what? Come on, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage is the... Uh, the, the uh, <laughs> and he's got a pretty badass uh, beard going there. Uh, nice. And like one day she's like, you know, you just got to leave the house. Go on a walk. Get lost. And then like he's, he like, he's like, I bet everyone has an opera in them. I just got to find it. And then he's at a bar and he meets a, a tugboat conductor or operator played uh, by Marissa Tomei. And uh, she's like, want to come okay. see the boat? He's like, I guess. And he goes, sees the boat. And like, she's like, well, here's my room. She's like, I, I gotta, I gotta relax. Uh, I, I'm sick. And he's oh. like, what are you sick with? She's like, I've been diagnosed with, uh, she's like addicted to love. Like, and she's oh. stuck in the And, uh, she seduces him. And, uh, after PD he Dinks. leaves, he's like, yeah, PD Dinks gets seduced by fucking yeah. Marissa Tomei. She was tugging something, I guess. Um, and, and then he starts getting inspiration. He's like, what if she killed me? And then he comes up with an opera oh. about a tugboat conductor who seduces men, kills them, and then eats them. And uh, it becomes a big hit. Jesus. And, uh, and he has to kind of keep her away from uh, his he, he, people ask how he came up with the character. He's like, yeah, she just came to me. And like not saying that she's real, but he's not lying saying she just came to me. Um, and then Mercer Tomei was normally based out of uh, her, her tugboat is based out of New Orleans, but this takes place in Brooklyn. And then she re fucking she moves to Brooklyn and goes to his first show and she's like, I'm your muse. And then she starts stalking him. And, oh, okay. And on the flip side, his adopted son is 18 years old and he's in a relationship with a 16 year old they're both in the same high school class and they have sex and the parents find out and the parent the dad's like i want to press charges so then it's about like oh shit what's going to happen with his son is he going to get caught and like the his, the mom uh, finds faith again and 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 decides she wants to start going back into doing uh, things for the catholic church so it's a, it's a whole weird web of things that are going on in this movie Dang. 
and it's 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 like a dark comedy it's not even a dark comedy it's more of a drama but there's comedy soaked in it and it's really interesting and gritty and the, the craziest part about it i loved was like you'll have a regular widescreen format and then it will just randomly shrink to like a box like it'd just be a tight format for a scene and then it will go back to widescreen and then it just cuts in and i'm like i don't i was trying to figure out the rhyme or reason but there wasn't any that i could see and it just added some more weirdness to it which was interesting and i enjoyed every second of this movie it felt a little long to me like it felt like it was at least mm-hmm. 2 15 but it was only an hour 42 but oh. they had so much going on in it that it was still intriguing enough to keep me on the edge of my seat and uh it was a good time it, it was really interesting i i mean i like the cast you can't go wrong with these people and uh oh, yeah it was it was a beautiful movie, even though it shouldn't be. It's about a guy cheating on his wife, and it piques uh, my interest. Boy. Like, <laughs> like I, remember I saw the I saw the trailer, and they really sold it as it felt like it might have been something else. But I I was pleasantly surprised what it was. Like they didn't even pitch it as like anything with the sun, but that's a big part of the movie. So I'm not really spoiling anything. Okay, oh, man. Okay. It, it's, it's fun. I, it's really worth checking out. I think it's in very limited release. Wasn't even playing at any of my AMCs. I had to go to another theater to see oh, it. But that's dang. how much how excited I was to see it. And I don't regret it. And I really, really, really dug it. Uh, I think it's worth checking yes. out. The movie is called awesome. What uh, oh. uh, she came to me. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three slices of toast. Like I said, if it wasn't, if it wasn't, if it didn't feel as long. There were a little little bits that I would pluck out of it that could have made it a little shorter, would have gave it a little more brevity. I would have enjoyed it more, but I really dug the ride I was on. So mm-hmm. I'm not not going to dock it too many points. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's funny because I, I have some similar emotions about uh, my next review. It, it's like mm-hmm. even the way you worded it, I'm like, oh my God, wow. You just took the words right out of my mouth. So It's ironic because I Preview to the end of my next review. <laughs> I think I think I gave that in my review of your movie that you're about to give. I so I agree with you on that. But I oh, guess we should funny. let yeah. the know what you're talking about. Well, folks, um, we just got over on Amazon Prime as of the actually the release of the previous episode. It had just dropped. Uh, we just got Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. John, you have tellers approaching. You still don't remember a thing. I don't remember any of it. I only remember the interpreter. Why do you want this job? I need the money. Don't disappoint and turn out to be a pain in the ass. No, not me, sir. Money isn't the reason he wants this job. It's Alabama killed his son. Stop the vehicle, Sergeant. We don't want to go down this road. You're out of your bounds, Ahmed. You're here to translate. Actually, I'm here to interpret. John, you have tellers approaching. Well, I won't back down. For three weeks, this family believed you were dead. We owe that man your life. There wasn't enough for him to carry me across those mountains. Now he's hiding in a hole somewhere. I should be in that hole. You could stand me a 
right, John? No, everything's not all right. There is a hook in me. Ahmed and his family are in trouble. We can't intervene. I am gonna have to get him out myself. Listen, you're gonna be alone. You gotta adapt. Use what you got. If you can give me the location, if I can get him out of the country, it's too dangerous. You'll become very popular with the Taliban. I miss you. Love you, Daddy. You think if I could be free of this debt, I wouldn't be? You think I have a choice? There is no choice. No, I won't back down. Now, I know we've uh, reviewed this one on the show in the past, so I won't dawdle too long on the details of the plot, but... Uh, a quick rundown of that. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is, uh, he's playing this uh, soldier who has this, uh, <laughs> they've gone through a few uh, translators, uh, Afghan translators on his uh, tour in the Middle East. And um, we were handed this guy who's kind of known for being a, like, sort of difficult, but like, he's just kind of insistent sometimes in the way certain business gets handled. Uh, we see a quick exchange where he ends up tossing more money than they think they should have for some information uh, it turns out that's exactly what they needed to do. Um, we start to build up this rapport, and uh, one event, ter- uh, you know, after one terrible event after another, uh, with an injury, an attack happens. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal gets injured. He gets sent back home. Homeboy's left behind, but now he's known as a guy who helped Americans once we've pulled out. And it's like he's got no hope of trying to keep his family safe alone. And there's only so much that can be done within the country. He decides, I'm going to go back and I want to fucking find this guy and help him get his family out. So uh, that sets the stage for the story. By the way, th- what I've just discussed is only like two thirds of the film. Then there's still all the shit of him coming back and fighting mm-hmm. his way to him and fighting his way out. That like, it is, it is powerful. I will say, uh, Jake Hall is just a very fascinating actor to me in that, I feel like there's so many layers to what he's giving to each of his characters. He very, clearly he invests quite a bit into whoever he's portraying. Any movie he's in, good or bad, you can tell he's trying really fucking hard. Well, it doesn't look like he's trying hard. You know, you can he just gets so into whatever that character is. I think that very much shows here. Hundred um, percent. It is beautifully shot. The pacing is fantastic. It's what you'd expect from. Uh, oh no, hold on. I just I just spoke out of turn. Pacing is not fantastic. Pacing is a, it's a little long. It feels <laughs> I, I, as soon as I said that, wait a minute, that was the one point I was going to make. There's a few I scenes where more about Jake Gyllenhaal's acting. Oh yeah, his, his acting is fantastic. Yes, um, that uh, the the thing was I feel like there's a few there's a few points in the film where we kind of drag our feet a little bit. Uh, Darceline gave an incredible performance. The two of them together. I like it makes sense why they were cast together. Yeah. That intensity that they had on camera. And I believed this, it's this, they had this relationship not rooted just in like, I'm your bro. It's we, we fought through so much. We've been through so much together. I'm honor bound to you after what we've been through for one another. Uh, 
More uh, Anthony Starr, I think, fantastic as well. Uh, I didn't even realize it was him until like right? midway through. I'm like, holy shit, he's fucking fantastic as this guy. It's, it's the eyes. He had just whether he's fucking uh, Homelander or he's uh, Andy Parker, it just I can't help. You can't unsee the friggin' the eyes that that guy has. Mm. Um, this is what's for me. Like, oh shit, Homelander, cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, goddamn, that was that is an intense powerful film uh i again watched it over on amazon prime i'm gonna give it three and a half slices uh definitely one of the best one, one of the better sort of like military stories i, I feel like that have been told um and something that should be strongly considered when it comes to this particular conflict that is a very real thing that happened not necessarily this story in particular but too many people their lives were torn apart just because they were doing a job you know but true. Yeah. That's fantastic film. Fantastic film. Highly recommend it. But, uh, I would, I, I would like some spooky. You got You got a creep story. I mean, I could try that? to be spooky. I can't guarantee it, but I'll try it, Dennis. <laughs> so let me tell you. So I got a movie about fucking, there's a boy and a girl just graduated yeah. high school. They're in love. They want to get out of their little fucking town in Maine, and they want sure. to go. There's a war happening, but they want to jo- go join the Peace Corps. And they're they're okay. leaving Dodge. They're getting out. But then out of nowhere, while they're driving, a fucking dog comes in front of their car, gets hit. They feel bad. Get out. The dog's fine, but it looks a little fucking looks a little zombified. And they're like, whoa, this dog, we know him. Oh. They belong to my old friend. Hey, my old friend, uh, I heard he was just recently dishonorably discharged from the war. So let's go return him. And then they go to bring it to the dog back to his friend. And the friend seems a little fucking out there and crazy and not himself and really on edge. And then out of the blue, the dog, who seemed friendly before, ravishly attacks the girlfriend so bad that the girlfriend needs to go to the hospital and be kept overnight and observed for a couple of days. Um, And then we find out a little later on that uh something's something's afoot it turns out that uh maybe that kid wasn't dishonorably discharged maybe he might have died at war dennis and maybe his dad might have known about this this little uh, burial ground in the oh. woods that he could bury his son in and his son might be back and his son might be a zombie that's right dennis i'm talking about pet cemetery bloodlines where do you think we should go? Wherever. Let's just enjoy every second of getting the heck out of Ludlow! What the hell is that? First place I learned about death was a pet cemetery. The secret place. Generation to generation, dead things buried in that land would come back. There's something else. Can you hear them? Voices. I think something's wrong with Timmy. He needs time to adjust. People built the pet cemetery to protect them from evil. That's not Timmy. Something's talking through him. 
have you done? We have to find Tim. Now stop this. I held him the day he came into this world. And I'm going to hold him the day he goes out. That's kind of the premise. And pretty much this this guy, the kid, is now going around killing his friends and people in the town. And Ooh. the parents that know about this pet cemetery are like, we got to end this shit now. And uh, and so the, the people doing it, they're like, we got to go stop it. We got to we got to go kill this kid. And they're like, they go to the dad they're like, sorry, but we need you know, it's not your son anymore. And the dad's like, all right, I'll help you. But I'm the one who's going to kill my son. I can't have you guys do it. I need to do it myself. And uh, then it becomes about hunting down the kid and getting getting him to die and stopping this. Yeah, it's pretty intense, but it's a really slow and dull paced movie. And Mm. and like the whole time, everyone's like, hey, we've seen different characters. You hear so and so's leaving town. Of course, I've heard so and so's leaving town. We're a small town. I know everything going on. Hey, did you hear what's his name just came back from the war? Yeah, I know that happened. And it sucks because this movie has a great cast. Like some of the supporting the dad of our main characters, the little boy from E.T. Fucking I forget his name. Henry Thomas. And uh, the dad of the zombie boy is Dave Duchovny. The fucking post post office worker in this movie is Pam Greer. So they got some people that you'll know you'll recognize has really good talent and really interesting premise. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a little let down because a movie called Pet Cemetery, you only got like one pet. I want more <laughs> pets, Dennis. But uh, no, it's just a really long, dull, dragged out movie. And it's not even 90 minutes. It's an hour and 27 minutes. And somehow it's not that... If it was quicker and not as as much talking and slowness going on, I think I'd like it a lot more. Because when there is action, there's some brutal stuff happening. And there's some interesting looking things. And... It just didn't do it for me. I'm going to get Pet Cemetery Bloodlines exclusively on Paramount Plus. I'm going to give it two and a half slices of toast. If you're a big fan okay, of a okay. Pet Cemetery franchise, if you like this type of stuff, check it out. If you get fucking Paramount Plus, you want to watch something new and spooky, check it out. But just temper your expectations, I think. That's the Fair best enough. way to go into it. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, I got a little uh, Netflix original that just uh, was oh. released not too long ago, starring, uh, I mean, I would say some of our favorite uh, performers in the last sure. couple of decades. Uh, I'm going to review Reptile. How have you been feeling? There's a case going on. It's a real nightmare. what happened I walked in the front door I called out for hello no answer and then what 
Can I show you something strange? Ow! That's a bite. It was the dentals that got Ted Bundy. Is there anyone you can think of who might have done this? A few nights ago, this guy showed up at my house acting strange. Strange in what way? this i'll go with the boyfriend i got the friend i'll take the weirdo i'm going with the ex-husband am i a suspect everyone is a suspect are you gonna tell me what's going on you gotta think about your future you can't be a cop forever can you keep a secret? I'll tell you the secret. But first, I'm gonna need you to do something for me. It's only gonna get worse now. Losing! Get out! slowly turn away. Interesting, huh? Right. Uh, this is an interesting little uh, murder mystery flick starring Benicio Del Toro, Alicia Silverstone, and Justin Timberlake. Um, wow. We get a, we find out this real estate agent was murdered in one of the houses she was selling. And the circumstances are, of course, mysterious. Um, we have the husband who comes from a wealthy family, played by Justin Timberlake, that is extre- extremely distraught, but he's, act, he's behaving sort of strange. Um, he, his mother, he and his mother are heavily involved in this business that, uh, his, uh, fiance or his, his wife is selling the houses. Like they're all caught up in this, some big fancy business thing. That's, you can just tell it's a spoiled rich kid. Um, then you have the, the ex boyfriend that it sounds like she may have been having an affair with again. Uh, and then there's this weird Uh-oh. creepy stalker guy that's, they, they make super obviously look creepy and weird. That is like, I oh, well, that. right. And he's like, he's very forthcoming with like, oh, uh, my family was fucked over by Justin Timberlake and his mom years ago. They bought our farm and, and then it was like either his, what was it? His dad killed himself or his mother got like his whole family's dead. Everyone's, he's the only one alive and he's crazy now and he blames them. So and then you have Benicio Del Toro. He's got his own sort of family issues. It's interesting. He actually goes to his wife. He uh, he gets some insight from his wife on details from his cases. And, uh, Del Toro being the investigating detective on this one. And uh, his wife, Judy, she's like, they've got all these big home renovations going on. Huge, huge, fancy house. And extremely flirtatious with the head contractor. And it's kind of in front of him. But she then she turned around and turns around and does the same thing back to him. And... Uh, kind of keeps this like hot mom wife thing going, but extremely intelligent and continues offering this insight that he like, he just didn't quite see, like he's looking too close at it or something. Um, Well, he's starting to get like rubbed the wrong way by this contractor guy. And he's got these, he's interviewing all these weird people that are the possible suspects and, they're trying, like, it feels like they're trying to steer you one direction after another. Gotta be honest, it never nudged me at all. It's like, 
Oh wait, you mean it's it's that guy? Like there's like from the fucking first team. Val even said out loud at one point. She's like, "Oh my god, it is, it is what you called it in the first fifteen minutes of the movie." Whatever whatever assumption you want to make about the end, you can probably find it in the first 15, 20 minutes. The answer's right there. And if you, every direction it tries to tug you away, it just doesn't feel genuine enough that they're really mm. trying to steer you away. It's much more about uh, Del Toro's like kind of day-to-day life and then balancing his work and home life. And he, while he's trying to figure this thing out, he's also has these, these personal issues he's like dealing with. Goes to a fight, like, because this takes place sort of, I forget where it is, specifically Georgia, maybe? Um, he goes to, like, he and his wife go line, da- line dancing. And so if you want to see him in a fucking cowboy hat, cowboy boots, for the love of God, watch this movie. Um, uh, yeah. Um, he goes, and, like, the fucking contractor guy's there. And he's just like, all right, motherfucker, if I see you lay one hand on my wife, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> he's like... He barely said anything to it. Oh yeah, and it, it's great. He's just—he's about to just shit his pants, and uh, Alicia Silverstone comes up. It's like, oh, she wants to dance. He's like, uh, how's that sound, brother? You want to go dance with my wife? He's like, no, no, sir, no, sir. He's like, okay, <laughs> suit yourself. More dancing for me then. <laughs> and he like—he just has to have this fucking flex in front of her. And I love that. I was just like, oh my god, he's about to fucking just cut this dude's balls off. Um, and that smoldery, terrifying Benicio del Toro delivery. Um, I liked. Oh, you del mean Toro's the, performance. He was, was he giving as good a performance as he did in his Star Wars debut? Like, because that's the top when he was like PJ in Star Wars. I said, "That's the Del Toro I need," and I'm hoping he's giving that in this. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, you mean not, uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, collector vibes? Um, I mean, that was good. Not as good as Star Wars, though. <laughs> no, he's um, a great alcoholic. I, I liked Sorry. I liked him in this. I, I, I this is the kind of like somewhere between Savages and uh, Sicario mm. is kind of what he's given mm. off. It's that really creepy, like, but he, he you know, almost never takes it that far. Lisa Silverstone, I thought she did she did a really good job too. Justin Timberlake, normally, oh yeah, me too. And like this was a great show of that. Like there's a couple of scenes that got really intense where they thought they were about to get like shot by a highway patrolman, another cop. Damn. Because once you start figuring out there's cops are in a certain part of this plot now too. Um, hmm. It's Timberlake was kind of okay. This home and then which is kind of a comment in the whole movie. The whole movie is kind of okay. Like I said, huh. very very predict- very predictable. Like. End plot by the time the movie you know, the story is all said and done. So that was really lame. It had a couple of kind uh, had a couple of badass scenes where I, I liked. There's this one, little bit of gunplay towards the end, of course, as for the climax of the film. But it just, I just wish it would have hit harder. Normally, I really dig these kinds of movies, but this one just didn't really do it for me. So uh, Reptile huh. over Netflix. I'm gonna give two slices of toast. Uh, if I, I I think it's a solid fit for a lot of folks, but this one just didn't quite mm-hmm. do it for me. At two hours long, I mean, you feel every Ooh. every two hours fifteen minutes. You feel every yeah, minute it's... go by. It's a it's a long and it's a long one. Feels like it too. <laughs> I'm but, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's funny. I had yeah. a buddy of mine, and in our Facebook chat, my buddy is like. 
oh, guys, you got to check this out. This is one of the best movies in a while. And I'm like, all right, I'll take that with a, with a grain of salt. And I was excited, right. though. But now, now Did they I know work on it. Oh, no, no, no ties to the industry at all. Oh, oh, just like the movie. Okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah, just I mean, like, yeah. there's some tone, like, there's things about the movie I did like. Like, there's the tone of it in scenes, I think, carries well. And I thought there was a lot of really good cinematography. They just made some kind of unusual choices in the editing pace and style mm. of how we go from place to place. And, and like I said, story wise, it's kind of uber predictable. Like, if you watch yeah. any Law and Order, you'll <laughs> fucking put the story together really fast. And that's fair enough. Really, what this feels like. it feels like a long episode, a long R-rated episode of Law and Order. Huh. All right. I get that. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch uh, switch things up a bit. Switch I'm gonna up. talk about a uh, new uh, Blumhouse Amazon Prime exclusive horror movie, horror comedy movie called Totally Killer. I'd like to report a crime that hasn't happened yet. Have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Basically, I'm living that movie right now, which is how I know there's going to be a murder tonight. <laughs> Hate time travel movies. They never make any sense. Happy Halloween. How about we all stay in and hand out Halloween candy? No, Mom. You know how hard this time of year is for us. Your friends were murdered 35 years ago. It's not 1987 anymore. Stay safe, honey. I love you. <sighs> Year is it? 1987. Oh my god. I know. The 80s are almost over and I haven't even tried Coke yet. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. Mom. Fuck off and die. Jesus, mom. Masita. Ay. Ay, ay, ay. Mamacita. Time for my birthday, bitch. This is the creepiest cabin in the middle of Nowhere. What's the big deal? There is a murderer on the loose, and you drove us into the woods. Ah! Oh my god! What? I forgot to bring vodka. You have seven and a half hours until you're stuck here forever. Ah! I need to stop all this horror before it happens. Ah! The machines kill us all? No. They more just rip apart the fabric of our society via dance videos on TikTok. They use dance against us? Come on out. Water's warm. Just so you know, I don't do blowjobs. You pee out of that thing. Just think, maybe if she did do blowjobs, she'd still be alive. Yeah, let's not make that the lesson. 80s weed sucks. This is just dirt. Look at all these twigs. Yeah, I could give you a gummy this big that has 100 times more weed than this. Now I was I've been looking forward to this flick because I watched the trailer. And I'm like, ah, this is my jam, dude. This is my type of movie. So fucking, it's about a young lady. She's in high school. Her uh, she wants to go out on Halloween night, and her mom's very protective because back in the day when her mom and dad were in high school, 
there was a killer on the loose and like three or three of her friends were murdered and uh, they never solved the case. And the mom's like, Hey, I want you to be safe. And the kid's like, you're just fuck you, mom. Just stop being over barren. And then somehow, some way or another, uh, this girl ends up in a time machine, goes back to the eighties, back when the day before all this shit went down and, uh, she needs to, uh, she, she decides she wants to stop these murders and uh it's hard she tries going to the cops she's like you guys ever see back to the future i'm kind of living that and there's some murders that are gonna happen and they kind of laugh at her and nobody and and (laughs) nobody believes her this girl's from the future and whatnot fuck you and uh she has to befriend her mom her mom who's the nicest person in the world turns out she was a total bitch in the 80s and everyone (laughs) feared her and loved her and uh she was with this very bitchy click of people uh and she also has to keep her parents apart because her dad specifically said it was good that they they knew each other in high school but they both went off to college and met again after college and if they met when they were in high school it would have probably ruined their relationship and they would never get married and have her uh and so pretty much she has to infiltrate school and uh and, and get her her mom and her friends not to get killed she has to figure out who the killer is has to keep her parents separated after she tells her mom you can't sleep with him you guys don't meet until after college <laughs> that made the mom want him even more and uh so she has to cock block her parents she has to figure out the who the killer is oh and her old best her best friend from 2022 uh or 23 sorry uh her, she, her best friend's the one that made the time machine with this like notebook that her mom had uh, from, from childhood. The, the 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 girl was making that as a science fair experiment, and it worked. And <laughs> so the only person she can turn to is her her best friend's mother. She's like, "Hey, your daughter in the future made the time machine from your book work." So the mom helps her. The the the, the I'm sorry, I'm getting too crazy into it. Uh, so pretty much, this is a horror comedy. A time traveling horror comedy. It's kind of like a mixture of like fucking uh, Back to the Future meets Halloween type thing because it's a mass murderer See, going like around. Fun. It's a really fun time. And like, it's really good. Like, I, I enjoyed it. They set up a lot of possible fucking people who could be the killer. And of course, everyone from this girl's future in the town that are adults that stayed around. They're all completely different. They're like assholes back in the past. And it's like, and then they're calling out all the problematic ways of the 80s, like the way people acted, the way they talked, the way they smoked, everything that was done. They're just calling out, this is problematic. This wouldn't work in the future. And like, it's just a fun, good time. You're going to laugh. There's some cringy moments where you're like, oh shit, this is about to get intense. But it's still like a PG 13 style vibe to it, which is nice. Ooh, so the whole family okay. can really enjoy it. And I say that, but it's rated R. It felt like a PG 13 to me. Um, (laughs) And, uh, but it's really good. Like it's interesting. I'm kind of sad that it didn't come out in the theater because I feel like it'd be really fun to watch with a large audience and in a dark theater, like to get the laughs and the the horror. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to give Totally Killer, I'm going to give it three and a half slices of the toast. Oh, and, uh, and it, 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 the, uh, the the main character is played by the girl that played Sabrina in in the Netflix Sabrina. Her mom's played by uh, oh, Judy okay. Bol- uh, Bowen from Modern Family. And there's some faces that you might recognize tossed in here, here and there. It, it's a fun time. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. we'll have to give that a shot. Add that to the queue here. Yeah, I'd like to see what you think. I could be totally wrong, and it could suck a big bag of <laughs> shittiness.
Big, big um, but bag you guys, of shitty. <laughs> you got you got something kind of spooky, a little family friendly, a little less killery, but still some kills. I, I think, say, right? yeah, see, it's some, some, yeah, I was gonna say it's it's pretty spooky. I mean, the mansion wouldn't be haunted unless it was a haunted mansion, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Over on Disney Plus, available now, Haunted Mansion. When my son and I moved in here, it wasn't as warm as we hoped. I'm gonna light a vanilla candle and it's gonna be a game changer. And after midnight, the house comes alive. This place is haunted! We need your help. It's time to assemble the dream team. We find someone who can communicate with these ghosts. People used to eat here. I told you she's good. Oh, it's a dining room. I found a professor who else wanted mansions. I've been dying to go to this place for years. Mystery lurks around every corner. I summon Madame Leona! I can show you what happened, but it will cost you three dollars. What? Siren robbery! Who said that? You're not that scary, you're really not. You're pretty terrifying. Can you turn it around just while I finish this? Thank you. Guys, is anybody else seeing this? Yeah, I'm seeing it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. If we don't solve this mystery, we're stuck here for eternity. In for a treat. No, no, <laughs> no, oh, come on. Uh, yeah, um, Adam's touched on this one in the past, but I finally got around to my viewing and I bummed I didn't see it in theaters, I gotta be honest. Uh, if you weren't aware, this movie exists. Uh, this is a film starring Lakeith Stanfield, fantastic actor. Um, oh, yeah. A- along with the laundry list of incredible talents, Tiffany Haddish, Rosario oh. Dawson, Owen Wilson, Jared Leto, Danny DeVito, get a little Damon mm-hmm. Levy action, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, and an incredible, incredible performance by uh, the young Chase Dillon mm. as uh, Rosario Dawson's son, Travis. Um this is a very interesting telling of this story of I going from the setup of watching this couple meet and you get this uh, astrophysicist meeting a ghost tour guide person, <laughs> like leader. Um, <laughs> they, they, they fall in love. She passes away and he kind of keeps running the tour guide company for her. Like it, you know, just keeps it, keeps it going. Um, not in the happiest place in his life, but he's approached by an Owen Wilson um, playing Father Kent, who's said there's this wife and son <laughs> oh, man. In, in, uh, in this mansion that could really use your help. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not doing shit. And he's like, I'll pay you $2,000. He's like, where do I sign up? And uh, this sets us off on, this, on the journey of trying to figure out why these ghosts keep bothering this uh, mother and son. 
there's tons of them too. And it's it, like, the, once they finally start to scratch at the story, they realize there's like 994 or 993 souls trapped in this house. And it is up to them to try to prevent the biggest and baggest, baddest of them all, the Hatbox Ghost, from breaking the spell that would release him back into the world where he was already a horrible, horrible person uh, in his own, in his life. So to bring that with all of his ghostly powers back into our mortal plane would just be terrible. Um, and I mean, the movie was surprisingly spooky. There were some, there were some good scary moments in there. There were some absolutely yeah. hilarious scenes with this and very, very funny cast. I mean, oh, every single person had me laugh out loud at some point, if not multiple times. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I got choked up at a couple of scenes towards the end that were fantastic. The, the performances across the board. Amazing. The pace, like for a movie that's two hours and three minutes long, I was like, I was glued to the screen. Uh, there wasn't, I don't think there was a single wasted moment. The, everything that was kind of got the ball rolling at the beginning never felt too heavy or weighed down. I felt it very necessary to carry it through all the way to the end. It made everything coalesce together. Everybody got their moment to kind of shine and rise to the occasion and have some sort of help and kind of saving the day as you know, one would expect in a movie like this, but my God, I mean, it just, I had, it was not only fun to watch. But it was just very well done. The sets were gorgeous. The wardrobe was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely a movie. I was just very impressed with everything felt like it worked. I mean, by the time I was done watching this, I was like, I, I actually have nothing negative to say. I want to say it right now. Haunted Mansion, four slices. I... Wow. I just liked it so much. I don't know. I was there just, I, I thought it was such a very well executed film period. And then for it to happen to be like very timely with, with it going to streaming before Halloween, of course. Um, hell yeah. If you haven't watched it yet and you got the Disney plus, please go check it out. It might be a little spooky for some of the younger kiddos, but mm. I, if they're, if they're into the kind of scary stuff or, you know, it's, it's a family with older kids. This is, fantastic for you i think everyone would have a good time uh watching this this movie like it Mm. i'm now this is the one i'm going to recommend to to folks if you haven't got around to it um yeah can't praise it enough i i feel really bad like i feel like this movie was a flop in theaters because it came out in the middle of the summer and there were some big heavy contenders out at the same time as it. It's yeah. like if they dropped it this like month or last month, I feel like it would have swept. But I get that they wanted to time it to be on plus at the same time as Halloween, which was good, but it could have been such a bigger movie. Cause like you said, everything's going for this movie in a great direction. Yeah. And like the dynamic with this whole cast, you're like, how do all these people come together? And how how is it not a shit show? Like, because you got so much, it could have gone in a totally different direction, but it went in a pretty good direction, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I, I, whatever, I don't really get the the negative uh, opinions of this one there. It's like, doesn't mean, I don't think it's, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's an excellent film all around. And, and it's fun to see all the random, like, cameos in there. You get Joe Coy, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like, there's uh that that scene with Dan Levy, I fucking died. He didn't even need to <laughs> hardly say anything. Um, right. Oh, boy, I'm the shit. Winona Ryder, right? She popped up in there. Oh, that's yes. Right. Oh my god. 
Like, yeah, oh, random man. cameos. Yeah. I mean, I will say I felt like the pacing was a little long. And for me, it was, but I, I fell asleep. This is sadly one of the last, luckily one of the last movies I fell asleep watching. But I think it was more of a lack of sleep. I can't wait to rewatch, oh, sure, especially sure. after hearing you talk it up. I'm more excited. I was hoping I was going to watch it with my mom, but she watched it without me already. So I'm like, maybe Aww. I can convince Sarah to watch it with me. If there not, I can watch it by myself. Well, like the way Val, uh, Val had put it was like, it's almost like they were trying to make this generation's uh, Casper in a way. Mm. And like I, I kind of I can see that because I feel it's they keep it pretty family wholesome, but not steering away mm-hmm. from you know the kind of heavy, darker elements in order to create the story for us to even be here. Like, boom! What they were doing with some of the sets was like fantastic. It felt like I yeah. was legit in the ride in the movie like unlike the eddie murphy movie felt like a haunted mansion type of movie but i didn't have like the aspect of being on the theme park ride this i'm like i'm on board this is what i want this is what i felt like in the ride yeah yeah but it didn't and it also didn't feel like they're jamming it down your throat either at least in my opinion like Mm, the 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 most tongue-in-cheek park i think was when they were actually in the chair getting drug outside but i was laughing my ass off because little dude you know know, he's screaming as he's getting yanked out the front doors like mm-hmm. it was hilarious like oh man uh, that was hilarious the the uh the fort like the what is it the 45 degree no it's it's more than that like the the false wall falling through the floor and then it's yeah, the next room's yeah. floor like all of that shit was oh that was cool mm-hmm. uh, the dining room man. and there were genuine people ate meals in here like like you were saying there were genuinely like spooky scary ish moments in this movie that caw me off guard and we finally saw the hotbot killer's face like oh my god Mm -hmm. uh, fantastic film that was great yeah i'm hoping it finds another life on on uh, on on this disney plus yeah and i'm not not saying not shitting on eddie murphy's that one was fine it just wasn't as good as this one i don't think well, yeah, no, I think it's fair to say. I can still, yeah. you can still enjoy a film and just and say this one is just sure. better. Like it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. As sure. much as I totally. love Buckaroo Banzai, it will not be better than this <laughs> than Monday Mansion. That's for sure. Them some fighting words. No, no, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, what the fuck did you say? I'm gonna cut. So you. not having a good um, time out there. <laughs> but uh yeah no now i'm happy you had a fun time i feel like this is the first four slicer of the season of the year for you i don't know i could be wrong. I, I was thinking back i'm like fuck i don't think i've given any other four slices a lot of three and a half so a lot of things it's there's always something sure. that just kind of holds back for me that i'm not like i just like i just can't quite fully commit but mm-hmm. that one i i could not like as soon as a, oh no 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 uh, they cloned Tyrone. We both agreed. Oh, that's true. That's true. That, that one. That movie is fucking excellent. Fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that's For a move back. Solo four slicer. Oh, that's okay. Sure. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Hundred percent. Wow. But I'm happy. Yeah. It would have been cool to see in the theater for you, but hey, at least. Oh you got man. To yeah. I, there's definitely yeah. a few elements. Just how, how grand all of these sets were. Like then, fucking made those sets are. Gorgeous. Mm, uh, that mm-hmm. basement, the, uh, uh, what was the, the room that the, the medium was in? What are they called? The, uh, the crystal ball. God, what do they yeah. call that? Fuck. 
they had a name, they had a title, but that whole effect of like, he, he releases the oil and set it on fire, like the way, and it just backlit all of the stone shell of it. Like just, mm. God, all of that stuff looked so good. It looked so cool. Yeah. Yeah. All those prop camera, like his ghost camera thing. I thought that's whoever built that thing fucking did a great job. That thing looked awesome. Mm. I believe mm-hmm. it did what it did. You know, it right. there's just right amount of extra things happening all over the place. Like, I don't know. That was a, yeah, <laughs> that was just great. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, uh, one of my favorite horror series that has ever been made got a new entry. Wow. And, uh, I have it yet did. to go see it though. Yes, uh, folks. So we are talking about pound puppies, the mighty movie. It's a yeah. sequel. Now, honestly, I was going to see pound puppies. Not pound puppies. Sorry. <laughs> did, did I call it pound puppies? Fucking pound. What am I in the eighties? Paw Patrol motherfuckers. No, I wanted to see it, but oh, I decided. That's the, that's, the name of, that's the full title <laughs> of the new movie. Paw Patrol <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> No, I definitely would not skip that. Um, and I enjoyed the first one, but I just, there's that movie is tearing it up in the theater. I'm seeing families left and right. I haven't seen, I feel like there's more like kids in the theater than when, when Mario came out, when the super Mario brothers came out, I saw a lot of kids seeing movies, but they're flocking for this yeah. movie. That makes so sense, wait, I don't want to be that creepy, that creepy guy. So instead I went to see saw X. Sometime, there you go. Whatever you want to call it. Um, There's not not quite as many children, but <laughs> you'd be surprised. You'd still have a child still actor in it. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Um, no. Um, Saw X. Uh, man. Oh man. Where do we Where do we go with this? The cancer is still spreading. I'm afraid there's nothing else we can do. There is one person who might be able to help. Our program is a two-pronged treatment outside Mexico City. The results have been stunning. She saved my life. You're in very good hands with us. After that, what happens then? Your whole life happens then. John Kramer. According to these scans, the tumor was never removed. How much time do I have? Months, at best. I still have a lot of work that needs to be done. Hello, everyone. It's time to play a game. You all pretended to cure me. But what I have planned for each of you is very real. The only thing I have not provided is your anesthetic. But trust me, you will want to remain alert. The chief. You picked John Kramer? Please, don't hesitate. Place a big enough piece of your cerebral tissue into the glass enzyme tank. This will save your life. So sleep, silent, take 
This is not retribution. It's a reawakening. Live or die, the choice is yours. So, you know, the guy that died. That didn't die. He's still alive. He's still killing again. All right, so this movie dead. takes place at some time period that I don't fucking know, because clearly some <laughs> events have happened, some haven't happened. Uh, but all we know, John Kramer, he's diagnosed with this cancer. We already knew he had it. Fucking the doctor's like, yo, dude, you got Spoilers. like maybe Jesus. maybe three months to live. And uh, he's in like a, a cancer uh, group of people that have cancer support group. And... Uh, one day he runs into someone from the group and he's like, I haven't seen you in group in a while. How are you doing? He's like, John, I'm feeling fantastic. I uh, got this experimental surgery and uh, I they, my cancer's gone. Um, and it, 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 my life is so much better. You should try it, John. And he's like, all right, yeah, yeah. And so he gets the info from the guy. They're like, ooh, we got this. We, we are in Mexico City in a couple of weeks, in, in a week. We we can open up a spot for you if you want to come down. It's like it's a crate. It's like a hundred thousand bucks. He's like, right, I'll give Ooh. you half now, and then I'll pay half later. He goes and like the, they're walking him through. They're like, Hey, this is the doctor. This is the nurse. Here's how we're gonna do it. You're what you can watch this guy. He just had the surgery. Um, everything seems up to par. Copacetic. <clears throat> and then the day comes. He gets his uh. He gets his surgery. He's in recovery. They're like, hey, because you get brain cancer there. You, you got you get this uh, like gauze on your head. Leave it on. Don't take it off because it needs time to heal. And uh, and so like he one day he's like he still is coughing. He still kind of doesn't fully feel the effects. And then he takes the gauze off and there's no hole. There's no stitches. There's nothing. He realizes, holy shit, oh. I've been set up. I'm a fucking chump. And then he's like, he hunts down everybody who was involved and puts them all in in one of Jigsaw's games. And he makes it so personal. He fucking like shows his face to the people. They all know who he is. He's like, hey. I'm going to fucking, you're playing this game. You screwed me over, but I'm willing to give you a second chance. You just got to be strong enough to take it. And so he puts them all in the games and uh, it's brutal. It's intense. It's fucking gritty. And uh, like, the, 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 there are funny moments in it. Like, as like, okay. he's like recovering before he discovers it was a scam. Like you see him at like a cafe drinking, eating breakfast and he's, or, and then like he's sketching stuff in a book. Then he's in a park sketching. And every time you see him sketching, it's like a trap for the books. And before even the scam happens, he's like jotting down like picture, like when he's at the uh, uh, resort that this is taking place at, he's like taking in all the scenery, drawing pictures of everything so he can pinpoint where it is later on in case he needs to remember. Cause it's a hidden uh, location where like they got to put a bag over oh, his head to bring him there and this and that. Sure. So he's already paranoid. It's like, if you're paranoid, why are you going through from a, this? He's coming from, he's recovering from a brain surgery too. So it's like, he may not, you know, he may not sure, remember. Sure. I, so that, okay. All right. Interesting layer there. Fair enough. 
And this is after like, his wife's died, right? Yes. Yeah, I believe so, because she's not in it. They don't show her. And that's why it's a little okay. weird. It's like they don't even mention her. And like it's funny, like uh the the lady, the do- the the woman running this this procedure, she's like, What do you do? Do you fix up cars? Like, no, no, I I uh uh, he he says something schlocky and joking that honestly doesn't say he doesn't do what he does. And then like later right. on, he's like, ah, I, I should have figured you were jigsaw. I'm like, what? What? Oh, why? Okay, sure. And like, there's some twists and turns. Honestly, this is one of the finer saw movies. I know I just Damn. said some really goofy things that happens, but this is probably in the top three of the saw movies for me. This is better than the fucking Chris Rock, uh, Sam Jackson one. Spiral. that I, I, I kind of enjoyed. Yeah. After watching yeah. all the saw movies, uh, a couple of years ago, like they were really on a decline after like saw three, in my opinion. And this oh, is the 10th sure. one. It has no right being this good, but it is fantastic. Like it's brutal. It's intense. It's funny. So, and twists and turns galore. Oh, good time. You got to check it out. I did. I know. I'm it's like, I for fucking sure. I definitely want to watch it. I was like, I've seen all the other ones up to this point. Even that, even that one that kind of, what was the one before spiral that stood on its own. That was like, uh, the final, saw the final, or saw three D, fi- yeah, oh yeah, yeah the, the final chapter, or or jigsaw, whatever. jigsaw, jigsaw, jigsaw. That's what it, that's what it was. It was jigsaw. Um, yeah. But um, so I, I made the unfortunate mistake. You, you can cut me off and tell me this is too spoilery. But uh, so Spoiler. Amanda yeah, and sorry. Detective Hoffman apparently are in this at some point. So I'm like, yes, all right, that's so what if, I, th- I see what you mean. It can't be too late in the series. Mm -hmm. But it's not the beginning. So, like, this is, like, the beginning of him training Amanda. Like, he's like, I'm going to be gone soon, Amanda. You need to be able to be strong enough to do this on your own. Okay. And, like, this and that. And it's, like, that's why it's, like, where do I place this in the time frame? And, like, Hoffman doesn't show up until... A pretty like you you hear him on the phone, he does say detective, I need help finding someone. And like uh but you don't see him until a mid credit scene that is pretty cool. A pretty okay. good and then it's like but then it makes you wonder, it's like, wait, 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 why, 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 what? This mid credit scene takes place at this junction, but all this other stuff already it kind of like fucks I, with where you think you are in the time frame. I remember it gets convoluted with like, cause like, what is it? You find out three and four take place at the same time. Simultaneously. Yeah. Five is like, this is like between one and two or some shit. Or like, it, I remember it starts getting really like, you start really jumping but around. And then like that last jigsaw takes place like fucking during the first movie or second one. Like, like I will say the other ones felt like they're trying too hard. And this one just felt natural, and like nice. the, the 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 traps seemed a little kind of rudimentary. But it's interesting. There's a moment where something big happens, and you're like, "Holy shit, how's this gonna end?" And then like when it ends, you're like, "Holy shit, wow!" And like there's some smart stuff there. Okay, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna like. I don't want to spoil things, and I really do want to spoil. And you gotta see it because I want to talk spoils with spoilers. Oh fuck with yeah, man. Point. Uh, but Saw X, I'm gonna give three and a half slices of toast. It's a fantastic entry, I think. Uh, and to see it in the theater would be smart, I think, if you get a chance. If it's still, oh there. for sure, I I that teaser with the fucking vacuum cleaner eyeball thing is just Ooh, oh, that's that's just the beginning, <laughs> right? It's the classic. We're gonna show you the first, the first trap in the first scene in the movie mm-hmm. as as the teaser. 
Yeah. But it's like usually it, it was sad when the best parts of the movies were only that scene. And then it just, mm-hmm. the rest of the movie just sucks after that. <laughs> and that's a lot of the movies too, which is, yeah. and the crazy thing is like, you don't know who you're, you're, you, well, you do. You're rooting for John in this, but you're rooting for a serial killer. You're not rooting because yeah. these other people are scums, but you're rooting for him to kill him. But at the same time, he he's not going to kill. He's going to let you live if you complete it. You're just going to pass the test. But it, it's cute, though. He does befriend a little a little Mexican boy and uh, they, they have a good little bond. And uh, <laughs> well, because it's, it's, it's like he still enough. has a soul. He might be like mm-hmm. a fucked up human being, but like <laughs> he does have rules that he follows. Like, yeah, I think that's what's and, and is, about he him is a strong moral compass. Yes, and that's does. that's the issue. I feel like when when other people, like I think it was Hoffman and other people, they've set up games where people can escape and where yes. where they'll do whatever they're told they're done, and then it's like, oh nope, you're still trapped. But him, he had integrity, which which you got to respect. And right. I will say, one of my favorite moments in the whole franchise is one of the flashbacks where you see a young uh, John Kramer, and he's wearing a hoodie and a backwards hat. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, you got to check that out, people. It's great. Oh, it, it reminds me of like the fucking Steve Buscemi with the skateboard almost, but even better. Oh, God, yes. No, it's, uh, we were watching reruns, of, or we had reruns of friggin' Seinfeld on the other day. There's an episode uh, that Tobin Bell, he works at a oh. a record store. Uh, <laughs> Kramer and uh, Newman are trying to sell records, like get him to buy records off him, and it's like he's 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 offering him really shitty prices. But I'm like, I'm just looking at this, and all I can think of is like, he looks the fucking same. Has he ever been a young <laughs> right? man? Like, has he always just been perpetually <laughs> sixty years old? Like. This is fascinating. He came out looking like an old man. <laughs> right? right out of the womb. They cut the umbilical cord to a 70-year-old man who has a gritty <laughs> voice. Oh, like, oh my God. Um, why can't I think of his name now? Uh, da, da, da. Oh, shit. Better call Saul. And uh, fucking... Oh, uh, John, uh, Jonathan Banks? Yes! Jonathan oh, Banks has just always looked like that, hasn't he? <laughs> I mean, I feel bad saying that, but like, same thing. <laughs> fucking, and everything connects to Buckaroo Banzai. Come back around to it again. The orderly that's uh, in, char- like, in charge of John Lithgow's character, played by Jonathan Banks. He's got, this, he's got a little bit of hair on the side of his head, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever you say, Doc. <laughs> I don't know why you just don't review the movie on here, man. You love it. You should. We should do a commentary on that. I we did really got to do these commentaries. Did you? Was, oh, fuck. Yeah, like, yeah, like two years ago. <laughs> I think like within the first. I think it was like within the first year of uh, movie toast. That sounds about right. But no, Back you know what should definitely do is a fucking. We should do a fucking. Uh, uh, oh my god! Yeah, we should really yeah, do that. You know, when we both watch it and it's the commentary episode. Uh-huh. There we go. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Commentary episode would be fun. Uh, yeah, that, that'd be good. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, Funny I outfit. think that's uh, going to do it for that now. And, it up, uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, guess what? We're not going to tell you to enter our film festival because submissions have come to a close. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. We got great stuff. We might not have your stuff. And if we do have your stuff, thank you for uh, submitting. And you're going to hear back from us pretty shortly on whether it's been accepted or not. 
Yes, and it is, man, it has been quite the ride at getting through all this stuff. Some extremely creative and talented people out there. So thank you very much for sharing your work with us if you've submitted. Um, If you haven't, and you're at least a little curious, uh, keep an eye out. Uh, Follow our social medias, uh, at movie underscore toast, uh, or at movie toast views and reviews. And keep an eye out for the air date of Movie Toast Mm -hmm. the Festival, the third year, third installment, folks. Uh, that's right. Uh, anytime now, I'm going uh, to start getting the trophy together, try to hype you guys up for the, the grand prize. We're going to see who's going to win the golden toaster this year. Oh uh, we've had yeah. a couple of great films in the last two years. Take it home. And uh, we'll we'll just have to wait and see it's, who gets it this year. We haven't we, we haven't made our selections yet, and it's going to be really tough figuring out who deserves to win oh one, God. especially the yep. golden toaster. Like, I don't know. There's so many good things this year. <laughs> we've, had like, to go, like, like, we've had to go back and forth and convince each other. It's like, no, 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 no this, there's, there's merits to this. And like, it's been, I really like that. I like that, especially when you get where we both watch the same thing and we can walk away with completely different sort of interpretations or yeah. like read it different ways. And then we could both have almost the same reaction. You know, it's, it's incredible mm-hmm. to see the, the broad range of stuff that, that we've come across and that's, and I, I, I'm proud to share with you guys. And it's like, it's, I'm honored that that many people are willing to submit their work to us. And mm-hmm. I hope we are the, uh, I hope the show does you guys justice and you have a fun time. Cause that's what this is. This yes. is we're not trying to take it too seriously. This is supposed to be a fun hangout watching movies. And, uh, we show you some, some of the best, the best of the best. Yes. Yes, and not just big Hollywood bullshit. Stuff that people put their hard sweat, tears, and uh, man hours into it, and fucking money. Stuff that you can't see elsewhere, except for Movie Toast the Festival, baby. That's right. uh, Speaking of stuff you can't see, hopefully the next episode, you'll be able to see our our faces and watch us live doing this shit. So we're we're, we're hopefully going to be doing a video version of this next and you still have the audio version, but we're given the course. options. Podcast and, uh, is to remain the same, but if you, yeah, like Adam said, if you want to check it out, uh, that will, will be added to our, our YouTube channel, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's a couple land. places. Possibly YouTube, one of our Facebooks, maybe our Twitch. I don't know. There's a few places it could stream, but definitely YouTube. And uh, head over to our YouTube, at movie underscore toast, or at movie underscore toast over on TikTok to watch reviews of movies that I saw in the previous yes. weeks that aren't even on this show. Like big things, little things, things you may have heard of, things you haven't heard of. And uh, I don't know. I'm hoping Dennis might jump on board soon and do like a like a TV toast episode with me. We'd talk a little bit about Loki oh, or yeah. some other stuff. Maybe I know he watched fucking Ahsoka. He can may, maybe do one of those. Like get I did some get around to, uh, I did get around to the trench two fi- or the Meg oh. two, the trench finally. Oh. Um, oh. Someone in our See, household that, was oof. quite excited to check that out. So now that's, I, I think give, someone, uh, you should, you should do it. You should do a little, uh, Movie crumb over there, over over on the Instagram for that because that that be I I'd, yep. I'd love to see it. Oh, you should review it here. I I want to know what you guys think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. But uh, ooh, I almost choked on I almost choked on uh, talking about that movie. But that's well, I'm not, I won't get ahead of myself on reviewing. Yikes! Oh boy, the Meg too. <laughs> oh boy, the Meg 
Meg the Trench. You know that that it's based on fucking novels. The yes. Meg is based. On, I did not know that. My yep. mind was blown. That yeah, it's like what is Jason Statham's character is the main character in this book series. I think and so. You just, know what else blew my mind? You know that Britney Spears movie Crossroads. <laughs> yes, I've I've heard of it. <laughs> I'd never seen it, but I've heard of it. But uh, did you know that Chandra Rhimes wrote that? I did not know that. It blew my mind. Chandra the Queen Rhimes. of TV wrote that Britney Spears. Oh uh, how to Get Away with Murders and oh my God. all those oh, TV wow. shows. Wow. Yeah. The Queen well, of hey. Bridgerton. Fucking, yeah. Bridgerton. <laughs> yes. oh, boy, now, wow, now we're just a... eating air. I'm sorry. You're right? It's kind of weird. Mm. It's delicious. Oh boy! I'm eating. I'm eating the air. Okay. <laughs> God. Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, folks, right. yeah, no, we're just getting back into it, so we'll just start a whole new conversation now. All right, episode one seventy four. Here we go. Okay. Welcome. Um, well, guys, thank you for joining us. Please tune in next episode. We'll review all of your favorite Hallmark Christmas movies. Don't you lie. I will. I'll start doing it. <laughs> oh fuck. You can't stop uh, me. I've seen I'm a lot kidding. of them. I can't keep going. Oh Jesus! I'm, I know I'm not. That could be. That could be December. Twenty-five days of Hallmark. I'll call it. Every day, a new review. <laughs> I will fucking, fucking hold you it. to it. Especially, <laughs> if I, especially if I'm not working still, it's gonna fucking happen now. <laughs> now more than ever. No, it's just gonna start planning out. It's gonna fucking calendar they all these right movies right in one week. Those movies start. I could start pre-making these fucking videos right now oh, as of the air. There you go. There you go. All right, man. I'm fucking don't, looking don't forward to that. Me. Listen, those don't things threaten me with a good time. <laughs> See, you know, the sad part is some of them I get hooked into. Some I'm like, this is fucking dumb. And I make comments like how shitty they are. But I'm like, deep down, I'm like, damn, this is a good one. And some are really bad, but some are top notch. It's happening, Dennis. 25 days of Hallmark, maybe 50 days. I don't know. It's an advent calendar. We'll find out. Is it two, is it two a day? Are you just going to start 50 days ahead? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta I don't know. You Sorry. Hey, Get your work cut out for you. Um, please head over to Apple podcast and leave us a review of this show. We'd love to know what works, what doesn't work, what you like, what you hate. I just said the same thing twice. You know, that's how much that's I mean. He's, he's very thorough folks. Okay. He'd really, Little just wants to cover all the bases. Arrow. That's yeah. okay. That's what we expect. This is how we toast over here, man. This is just this is how we do. Mm. As the toasties know. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep coming back again and again and again. But you know <laughs> what, folks? If we had, if you didn't understand the intent up until now, please, as always, stay toasty. You know who should join me on the 25 Days of Hallmark, Dennis? Our old pal, Christopher Walken. Me and Chris, <laughs> we could knock these things out. I think oh, yeah. the audience would return. They'd say, fuck, that should be its own podcast. And I'd say, yeah, Jamie it Jams. Be, Chris is too busy. Once Comfy again, he's, he's going out there protesting the uh, Eras tour since it's now in theaters. He's going to every cinema he can to shit-talk Taylor Swift in her her uh, denial of him being the only person in her audience watching the Eras tour. So 
I'm saluting him, man. <laughs> He's fighting the good fight for all of us. You know, he wrote most of her music anyways. That is that, that is mean, a little known fact about Taylor, Taylor Swift's music. Christopher Walken actually wrote most of the lyrics. I mean, he also sung them before her. And uh, that's why she goes and remakes music every five years. Like she does re- something. She is in fact because... lip syncing to <laughs> his tracks. You didn't know how beautiful his voice is. His voice and his singing voice are two different voices. Like it blew oh, your mind. If different. you thought Chandra Rhymes writing Crossroads blew your mind, Chrissy Walken and his, well, that's what he goes by. He, Chrissy Walken. He wants people to, Really, yeah. his music. He, he really wants to sell the twenty-something-year-old, attractive blonde young woman sound <laughs> that his voice really uh, emulates. So, yeah. might, might as well lean into it. Swifties. He wanted to do a gorilla-style thing. He wanted to like be behind his screen singing at arenas, but it just didn't work. So he had a he had to find a face, and Taylor Swift was that face. And people talk about her. How often do they talk about this walking guy? Dude, I don't know. Swifties are going to come fucking murder us in our sleep now. But that means that they're going to listen to us. That's the important (laughs) thing, Dennis. We're getting an audience again. That's what I'm setting out to do. God damn it. That's that's it. That's what it is. (laughs) Uh, Please don't kill us. (laughs) 